Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. The TalkSport Daily podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, I'm Adrian Durham. It's happened again. You're listening to TalkSport. It's time to look back at the last of the quarterfinal ties of Qatar 2022 as eight became four. This is World Cup Daily. Right to the far side, high cross in for Matiatello, looking for Nasiri! And Morocco have scored! Yusuf Nasiri beating Diego Costa to the high ball. And there is African delight all around this stadium. Morocco have done it again. And this time, it could carry them all the way to the semi-finals. Uncharted territory for Morocco. Uncharted territory for Africa. And their fans are jubilant. And Portugal now have a real problem to solve. Morocco 1, Portugal 0. Creation for Juhamene, who shoots from distance and scores. It's Kane against Lloris. He scores! Set Lloris the wrong way again. Creation on the left-hand touchline. Giroud attacks that and scores. Flying header from Olivier Giroud. Harry, your country is well and truly behind you. He hits it, right footed. Oh, he's blasted it over the bar. He's missed it. The full-time whistle blows, and it blows to signal the end of another England World Cup campaign. Beaten quarter-finalists. It has a familiar ring to it. Yep, it's another one of those nights. England won, France two, in a game where you could say that England were the better side, uh, and Stuart Pearce indeed does think that, the former England captain. Let's uh, have a review of what went on tonight, Stuart Pearce, because at times it really looked good for England. They drew back level early in the second half, and it looked like they were going to take the game. It looked like they had the beating of France, then conceded, then missed a penalty. I mean, your assessments of where it all went wrong for England in a game they could easily have won. Yeah, for me, uh, an early start would have been more preferable. A a better start from the team, a more offensive start that actually said, we're going to put a marker down from from minute one. We have no respect for you in regard to, in footballing terms on the pitch. We do obviously have, you know, that type of footballing, but the respect that our individual players in our head-to-heads, man for man, with you, you're going to be seen that we're coming for you. I'd have liked to have seen that from the first minute. I think when both the goals come, first one and the second one, I didn't see too much build-up and too much pressure on it, you know. So 
it, it, it's been a real kick. I mean, Gareth's talking about going away and decoding it. I almost feel as though I need to do the same, if I'm being <laughs> quite honest with you. You know, it's such, such a blow. And I've been champion in England, and I honestly thought we were going to win, win the competition. I really did. I said that to you from the offset. And I think that performance against a team that have got every chance of picking the trophy up was good enough to, to probably win the match as well. Let's go down to uh, Faker Others, who's with the England manager, Gareth Southgate. Gareth, how much does that defeat hurt? Well, uh, we, we hoped and thought we could win the tournament and we've gone toe-to-toe with you know, the current champions and a team that have got some incredible talent um, and... I think we've performed as well as we possibly could. Uh, so to lose the game, having had more chances, having had more attempts on goal, um, is particularly harsh for, for the whole group. You know, they've been an absolute credit throughout the tournament and they were the same tonight. You know, of course, we've missed some key chances. We've conceded goals that we shouldn't concede, but that will happen in, in any game of football. Um, but I've been proud to lead them through this tournament and I think they've improved all the way through it some young players have announced themselves on a world stage the more senior players have been fantastic at bonding the group so yeah tonight words feel a bit hollow because there's not a lot I can really say to lift anybody I was going to say what were you able to say in the dressing room afterwards because the players looked absolutely devastated understandably on the pitch but particularly rallying around your captain Harry Kane yeah well look I mean we wouldn't be in the position we are as a team without the way he's led uh, the way he's played the important goals he's scored for us so we're we're a collective you know we've we've won games because of the group and tonight um, across 100 minutes there's lots of things that the whole team have done well and some things that the, you know the whole group didn't do so well and that's how we feel about it it's not about any individuals um, in the end um, I, I don't think the, the players could have given any more than they've given a, right across this tournament. There were a few key moments, a few refereeing decisions as well that, that certainly from our commentary box and, and where I was sitting pitch side looked very questionable. How did, how did you view them? Yeah, look, we've lost the game and I don't want to be standing talking about the referee when we've lost the game. I don't think that would be the right way to go. I have to congratulate France. Um, you know, they're, they've got some fantastic players and um, they've managed to get over the line tonight. I've just got one more question for you because I'm, I'm being wrapped and it's an important one and you, and you know it's coming. There has been a lot of talk about your future after this tournament. I know you've got two years left on, on your contract. Stuart Pearce certainly wants you to stay. I know there are many other people that do as well. What have you decided you're going to do? No, I, I've always had my entire focus on this tournament and after every tournament, We've needed some time to reflect, and um, you know these these tournaments take a huge amount of energy out of you. And um, I think it's right after each tournament to sit with with the FA and talk things through and see where everything's at because I think it's imp- you know it's important to make the right decisions for everybody. I've just got a follow up on that because the emotion as a manager is is very different uh, to a player, and you have had so many other things to contend with over your tenure but particularly over the last two or three years I would say does that come into your thinking when you're making a decision like this I think it's why you, you have to take time because um, yeah, tonight is, a, is, is not the time to make 
good decisions. So, um, yeah, it hurts. You're working for four years to get to a World Cup and you believe you have a, a team that can genuinely contend and can win it. And, of course, when you come so close at this stage... Um, it's yeah, it's difficult to, to take at the moment. So yeah, I, I need that time to think. I understand. Thank you very much for Thanks, talking Faye. to us. Thank you. Thank you. There you go, Faker others with Gareth Southgate. Um, I don't know about you, Stuart, but that uh, has left me slightly concerned. Um, it does take energy out of you. Need to sit down with the FA and make the right decisions. So it wasn't a definite. I'm staying on. Worried. I would be genuinely worried, yes, if, if he walked away from the FA because, you know, he wants to spend more time with his family or whatever he wants to do. Um, in the summer, there was a clamour in many, many quarters to get rid of him. Uh, and it, it it astounded me, Aid. I've got to say, absolutely astounded me. And it hurt me on his behalf because you've only got to listen to him. And irrelevant to the, the friendship that I have with him, the respect that I have for him, for the job that he does and the honesty that he does in a world where you don't get a, a lot of honesty from certain individuals, he's got my utter respect for the job that he does and the leadership that he offers our country. And we should be rightly proud of him. Uh, I must admit, we had uh, a, a discussion uh, the other day, a few of us on the TalkSport team about who could possibly replace Gareth Southgate if he does go. Some people said after this tournament he should go. Um, two names came up uh, and it left me absolutely flawed. Jose Mourinho is arguably one of the most destructive uh, managers in terms of his recent career, having been brilliant before. I can't see that being right. And Steve Holland, and I just <laughs> thought, why would, you, why would you lose Gareth Southgate and put Steve Holland in charge? Didn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Going forwards, given what Gareth has done, I, I think it's right to say he's earned the right, a crack at another tournament. He definitely shouldn't be sacked, but it's totally ball in his court as to whether he decides, yes, I can do another two, four, whatever many years of this. Yeah, I mean, as Jim mentioned earlier, he's got a two-year contract, um, so I'm led to believe, and I think it'll be down to him to to probably sit for a month, speak with his family, speak with the FA and and everyone concerned, and decide whether he he fulfills that or he doesn't. I'll be astounded if the FA looked at it and thought, you know what, we need to make a change at this stage, because he's such a safe set of hands, he's got such a good group of young players coming through and I think to be honest we are apart from this summer where at the end of a really long season where he chopped and changed teams apart from that little window of probably three or four games I think apart from that the whole everything that I've seen has just been positive. We keep going deep in the tournaments but we just cannot get over the line. Let's go down get some reaction from TalkSport England correspondent Faker others. I'm with Kyle Walker in the tunnel. Kyle commiserations how do you even begin to to sum up that match it's a tough one to take I mean I've been in a lot of football games in a lot of you know high pressure moments and you know that one's it's hard to swallow I don't think it's probably set in just yet I think the way that we control the game um, how the game plans probably being executed has been you know second to none but as I just said there on on the TV it's uh, it's about the decisive moments in both boxes that have, you know, decides the football game, you know, even though we had a lot more shots on on target, we, we failed, we only put the ball in the back of the net once, so, listen, that's that's not going to win you football matches. 
the fact that it came down to your captain and your close friend, mm. Harry Kane, at the end, how difficult is that? How is he? How have you been able to rally around him in the dressing room? I've had the pleasure of playing with H since he was 15. Um, his mentality has stayed the same. And I'm not just saying this because of the situation. His mentality has stayed the same throughout. It doesn't change. Um, and I bet everyone in the country would have wanted him on the penalty. So you win some, you lose some. He scored many of crucial penalties. I remember in the Euros, the one against Denmark, where he's not probably scored it, but he's got the rebounds. And, you know, that takes big character to step up and put that into the back of the net on one occasion and then step up again. It shows what he is and he's a leader. Um, so, listen, obviously he's going to feel down, but I can assure you that there's 25 lads in that dressing room fully behind him. And I, I should hope the country's behind him as well, supporting him on a, on a difficult moment. But he'll be back, he'll be back, and, and that's the character that he is. I'm sure. Just one final question from you. Where does this England team go now? It's ended in disappointment at the last eight stage. 2024 European Championships... Is it a pick yourself up and, and go forward? It's football. Life is that. You have to pick yourself and move up. And like I just said there, that what a talented group of bunch of lads this is. I can assure you that from me stepping into that dressing room at 19 under Fabio Capallo to being now the, the groups come on leaps and bounds, not just on the field but off the field. And this, this team's going to be special, I can assure you that. It, it, might, it might be the next tournament, it might be the tournament after, but the the group of lads that we've got in there the leaders that we've got in there and the maturity that's coming through it's, it's going to be a real you know, exciting time for English football so listen, we apologise we, we obviously we wanted to go on and win this but listen, let's, let's look forward to the future and the future is going to be bright I can assure you I look forward to that Thank thanks you. very much Thank you. bad luck tonight there will be uh, different interpretations of what went on here at Albates this evening but in the end England are out of the tournament Mason Mount comes on and wins a penalty for England. You score the penalty. I think we all felt that England may well go on and win the game. We will never know whether that's true or not. Or another version of it is, well, they didn't create chances from open play, made the wrong substitutions. People have their own different interpretations on it. However, there are lots of positives from this tournament for England, even though it was a semi-final four years ago and a final in the Euros. It's a quarter-final, but there's still a lot of positives Oh, there's a massive amount of positives, uh, I think. For a start, if I look at the line-up here uh, and said, who had a bad game today? I'm struggling to give you a name, to be quite honest with you. I think everyone, for varying degrees, played reasonably well. Henderson's come in, broke into the team where everyone thought he shouldn't even be on an aeroplane and showed leadership qualities, drive when we needed it in certain games, played his part magnificently in the game today, you know. Um, at his age Walker's nullified one of the best players in this tournament and in the world quite reasonably comfortably put it this way when he takes the pitch against Morocco next week he could, uh, in a few days time he could be going past two and three players at a time you know and, and scoring two or three goals he hasn't scored tonight uh, the two centre-halves no one wanted Maguire here on the aeroplane all of a sudden he's come and you might say well hang on Giroud's got in front of him I take your point but over the, the, the duration of the games that we've had here at this World Cup, he's been as good as anybody, playing under the pressure that he knows there's certain individuals that didn't even want him on an aeroplane. But as luck happens, the manager doesn't listen to that. A lot of those players you're talking about as well are, are very young. So Gareth Southgate has led them well. He's put them into the team. 
And he's got a great group together. There's no doubt about that. There's a great group. You just have a look at the bromance between Henderson and Bellingham. Gareth Southgate's post-match was saying he's uh, he's tired, basically. It takes it out of you energy-wise. Needs to sit down with the FA. Two years left on his contract. Do you expect him to be in charge for the Euros in Germany? Yes, I do. And I hope he will. So that's how I answer that. What I would like as well, just touching on you talking about the team, I look across our back four and, you know, Cole's in his 30s now and you would like some more young options coming through in those areas, I would say. You know, we've been talking about the heart of defence being a potential question mark about the heart of defence and we've talked about that for probably a couple of years, to be quite honest with you. I'd like more options in that area if we can. If we can bring a couple of up-and-coming centre-halves in, into the fold. Let's talk about Harry Kane. He missed the penalty. He's got to get it on target. It's a bittersweet night for Harry Kane. The overwhelming feeling will be disappointing. He may well feel that he has let his country down by Sky in the penalty. Um, my view is he's always got to get it, get it on target, but it just wasn't to be. He's also equaled Wayne Rooney's goal-scoring record for England in far fewer games as well. Uh, that fact will get lost tonight because... He's missed a penalty, simple as that. It will in his own mind, because he's an ultimate professional and you drive yourself. All these boys are internally driven, you know. You don't have to tell them from the outside whether they can do better, do worse or whatever. And, and quite often, praise just bounces off top performers. They're not interested. They'll drive themselves and they know internally whether they're disappointed with any of their actions on a pitch. What I would say is actions over the whole 90 minutes probably give England an opportunity to be the best team on the pitch tonight. And I think they were. Yeah, uh, he, did, he did miss the penalty and that will stay with him. You're absolutely right. But I think that given the reaction, the horrific reaction last summer when uh, players missed penalties in the shootout, Harry Kane can handle himself. He, he won't. I know he will be bothered by the penalty miss, but some of the toxic stuff, he, he won't let that bother him because he's so experienced, surely. Of course he will. Uh, it, you know, it should be water off a duck's back. For anyone in the public eye, there's an expectation that sadly out there in the open world, uh, there are people with ridiculous views and emotional views, and you, you don't know who that is on the other end of computer. You're listening to the TalkSport World Cup Daily Podcast. Jude, I could see how devastated you are at the final whistle. How do you even go about summing up what's just happened out there? Uh, I think we were the better team uh, in the game, in my opinion. Uh, we created a lot. We got in with a lot of routines that we'd been working on and that we'd done in the previous games, and didn't quite capitalise on the, the bigger chances that we had, but we definitely felt like we were in control of the game. We were a little bit more dominant than them. And, yeah, it's uh, it's fine margins at this level um, with goals, decisions, penalties, that kind of thing. Um, and, yeah, we they didn't land on our side and we didn't quite do enough to win the game. And, and that's the that's the truth, but it's, it's really disappointing. Yeah, really hard to take, but it felt like you were the better team, particularly when you went behind as well. Yeah, definitely. I think we imposed our game on theirs really well. I think their star players were were nullified very well by our defence and uh, we, like I said we got through them well um, we had chances and we didn't take them and like I said the fine margins kind of cost us We've talked about your leadership qualities throughout this tournament you know how many fans you have at TalkSport you were the first person to go straight over to Harry Kane um, when he missed that penalty what did you say to him? I just said that you know don't let you know as the leader of the team which he is with the media 
on the pitch, you know, off the pitch. It's just important that I felt that I kept him in the game uh, mentally. You know, for me, I can't thank him enough for how much he's integrated me into the team. Um, I've seen him deliver time and time again since I've been in England, set up with the senior team, and. You know, on this occasion he didn't quite score, but I think he's done more than enough for, for this team, for his country. And I just wanted to kind of, in that moment, remind him uh, a little bit that, you know, he can still win us the game. And it wasn't to be in the end, but yeah, there's for me, there's no feeling towards the, the, the captain that's negative after all he's done for this, this country. Absolutely. I know you're getting moved on in a second, yeah. so I'll keep this short, <laughs> but you've been the standout player oh, for, thank for you England. I appreciate that absolutely fantastic we've spoken to Ali McCoist he's given you a message yeah. I wish we could have got you face to face at some point soon we will but what are your overriding memories of this because this is just the beginning for you your first World Cup we've got the European Championships in 18 months yeah. time what more can you do um, I think the overriding feeling is disappointment because of the um, the way in which we've gone out. But I think the memories that will live with me in terms of, you know, some of the learning that I've had in training and in the games playing against certain opponents is, you know, it's invaluable really. Um, how much I've taken from from this camp um, and from the tournament, um, and I'm really kind of. I think if there's one feeling that. Um, I get mainly after the the defeat and in that moment where you know I couldn't quite keep my emotions to myself in that moment was I've got to get one uh, whether it's Euros or World Cup I think the the mentality for me is I've got to get one. I look forward to watching you thank do you. that. Thank you very Thanks much. Very Thanks much, very much for. What about the French? Uh, they've won the game. They're through. They've got Morocco in the semi-finals. Are they actually going to retain this thing? Well, I think they'll get to the final. And when they get to the final, I, I think they'll have uh, a game against Argentina, I think. But you never know. Croatia keep defying logic. They keep pushing uh, the boundaries and saying that Morocco keep pushing the boundaries all the time. And I'm absolutely delighted that, that there is a, a Morocco, an underdog that are still out there fighting and, and just defying the odds. It's going to be hard to have a happy Christmas after this, isn't it? It's uh, just a couple of weeks away as well. How are you feeling as an England fan? Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, we've, we've come out to the World Cup and it's been the first time it's been this time, time of year and we went out under the, uh, this big massive cloud of the World Cup shouldn't be here and this and that and whatever. And I, I can only speak from my heart how I see this World Cup has been magnificent. The travelling to the games has been brilliant. The organisation's been brilliant. The friendliness of people on the ground uh, has been absolutely brilliant. I think the standard of football's been very, very good. And listen, I've, we've enjoyed every minute. We've come out as a group of staff that probably work in isolation quite often or in threes and fours. And we've almost been a team. We've had big numbers out here working on the ground with the company and almost bonded. You know, so it's been a brilliant World Cup. So I've got only good memories. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle, and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Let's have a look at Morocco 1, Portugal 0. Extraordinary, extraordinary game, that quarterfinal at Altamama Stadium. Uh, Morocco going through, it's based, Stuart Pearce, on hard work on solid defence. No opposition player has scored against Morocco at this World Cup. And there's a lot of pure passion in there as well. And it feels like with Qatar out early, Morocco as an Arab nation, they brought a lot of fans here as well, extremely passionate. It feels like they are the home nation at this World Cup. Yeah, I think they are. I think a lot of neutrals now will, will be adopting them and a lot will like to see them go all the way at the final. And that togetherness that, that they've got, that steely determination not to be beaten and the defensive record is just sensational over these last nine or ten games. It is. Their coach has said uh, that they are the Rocky of the World Cup. Yep, he, he looks like Bill Bauer. Who is it, Bill Bauer? <laughs> Bauer. I think that's where England played in 82. <laughs> Rocky Balboa. <laughs> but he's, he's got a point. I mean, in terms of the drama of this tournament, and this just added to it, we saw the Argentina uh, game against the Dutch, which was just crazy. Croatia coming from behind to do Brazil as well. The quarterfinals have really stepped up to the plate, and you've got to say there's more to come. Morocco, though, will find it so tough against the French. Mbappe was kept quiet by Carl Walker. Hakimi, his teammate at Paris Saint-Germain on that right-hand side, knows all about him. It's whether he can keep him quiet. Yeah, listen, that's, that has been the, the most quiet Mbappe's been at this World Cup, make no mistake. I mean, I, I was at the Australia game, and, and to be fair, he absolutely tortured the Australian back line, and, and he's done, and he scored great goals and whatever, and I can't remember, I think he had one shot in the first half that I can remember that was way off target. Uh, aside from that, I, I'm not sure I can readily remember an effort at goal. They're best friends, actually. They tweet each other actually after games at this World Cup, Hakimi and uh, Mbappe. So that's going to be a very interesting matchup. You know, some of the uh, tension we've seen between players at this World Cup. It'll be interesting to see if best friends, whether it actually gets tense, if there's uh, an injustice that one of them feels, maybe. Hey, this is the World Cup, my friend. You've got no friends here, especially if they're wearing the opposition shirt. I'm going to shout for uh, Amrabat in midfield as well. I don't think I've ever seen a player with that much energy um, in, in, a, in a, a World Cup game after game after game. He's everywhere, doing seemingly everything, covering so much ground. I think he's an extraordinary player for Morocco. Yeah, I mean, I touched on Bellingham and Henderson about having this arrogance. I think he's got exactly that as well. You know, he's here, he's here on merit and he drives his team fantastically well. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo, though, was left in tears at the end. He's out. He had a shot that was uh, saved fairly comfortably in the end. Just one sort of half chance uh, that he took uh, early, but couldn't hit the back of the net and he's gone he kind of left the field fairly swiftly and down the tunnel the cameras were there and caught him in tears that's it for Cristiano Ronaldo certainly at World Cups 
Yeah, it, it certainly looks that way at the age he's at at the moment. Um, you know, the manager's made a big call by leaving him out. I think it was the right judgment call. And there's a lot of teams, Aid, make no mistake, that have gone home very, very early at this World Cup. So don't lose track of the fact England have gone out to, to the world champions. You, you're looking at Belgium, you're looking at Germany. That was a distant memory. You know, that was a couple of weeks ago they went home. So, um, you know, Portugal gone, Spain have gone, you know. To be fair, Spain went in the first 30 minutes of the first game that I saw. I thought they were going home, and, and that was certainly the case. And at least if you're going to go home, go home with your head held high. And I think our squad of players have done exactly that. Uh, if you had to uh, tip, you'd say Argentina-France is the final. Who's going to win it, though? Um... I have a feeling that the Argentini, uh, the Argentinians have got their name on it this year. I think they've, after the first game, they've got stronger and stronger. I think they've got a bit of match know-how. I would edge on them. Stuart, thank you very much. Difficult night for all concerned. Don't forget, the TalkSport World Cup daily podcast is available to download on the free TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be there every morning throughout the rest of the tournament in Qatar. It's not coming home, but England are. And so to the next instalment of the story, the last chapter brought the nearest of near misses on the most agonising and gut-wrenching of Wembley summer nights, the cruelest of endings to a wonderful journey. But now the page is turned. I think a very well-balanced squad, and I think we've got every opportunity, I really do. Their 2022 World Cup campaign is underway, so sit back and let the history unfold. Is it finally time? to end England's years of hurts. Release! Half a dozen for England on a fantastic night. The USA have provided trouble in the past, but three points for the three Lions. And a place in the last 16 is theirs. And that is that. Full time and some booze emanating around the Albaid Stadium in Alcor. I'm not sure if, was that, if that was aimed at us or... Uh, I, I don't know. Gets it on to his left foot. Oh, finds it straight through Danny Ward. Rashford is now the joint leading scorer of the World Cup. They will face Senegal in the last 16. Foden running right to the first chance, gets it in, there's number three. And now you can start thinking about what you want to do next Saturday night. I'll give you a clue, it's World Cup quarter final time. Bring on the French. Harry, your country is well and truly behind you. He hits it, right footy. Oh, he's blasted it over the bar. He's missed it. He's whacked it over the bar. The full-time whistle blows, and it blows to signal the end of another England World Cup campaign. Beaten quarter-finalists. It has a familiar ring to it. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? 
Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.